Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, let's spend the next few minutes looking at Generation Next because in a couple of weeks' time, the Joeys will head off to Thailand to compete at the AFC Under-17 Cup after qualifying rather easily last October in Shepparton. And leading the team will be coach Brad Maloney, former teammate of Alex Brosk at Marconi back in the day. And uh, Bugsy joins us on the line now. How are you, mate? Hi, Bugsy. Yeah, g'day, guys. Um, thanks for having me on board. It's, it's great to hear your voices. No, it's great to have you on the show. Um, so let's look ahead to this tournament. Uh, you've drawn Saudi Arabia, China and Tajikistan in Group G. Uh, the first game is against the Saudis on June the 16th. Uh, is that going to be the most difficult game in the section, do you think? Yeah, look, um, there's no easy games, of course, uh, particularly at this level. But uh, we do expect Saudi to be very strong and competitive um, they're always uh, up to their best in these tournaments. And as we know, they tend to uh, spare no expense in getting to these tournaments and competing. So, look, they will be difficult, no question about that. And um, doing some homework on them at the moment, it, it's clear that they're preparing as best they can with a lot of friendly matches leading up to it already. Um, so they will be tough for sure. Uh, China, we know from the qualifiers, they were our toughest opponent in the qualifiers last year. Um, so even though we did get the result on that day, uh, of course, I expect a tough one again against them. And and then we look at Tajikistan, who were finalists in uh, the last edition of this AFC Cup, Cup back in 2018. So um, they were beaten by Japan 1-0 in the final. Um, so we, we can't take them lightly either, to be honest. So it's the group of death, and Bugsy. Goodness me. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. And if, if, we are on a tough side of the draw. Yeah, and if all that wasn't bad enough, I was going to ask you about the crossover groups because for the knockout phase, uh, that is Group mm. D, which contains Japan. So I guess it's yep. important for you to, to win your section. Yeah, of course. Uh, you want to try and top the group if you can. Uh, Japan is on the crossover as well as the likes of Uzbekistan and uh, Vietnam who are also uh, very competitive sides. And we saw with the under-20s Asian Cup recently that uh, Uzbekistan picked us at the post with penalties. Mm. Um, so, yeah, um, look, at the end of the day, you've got to be good and you've got to beat everybody if you want to win the Cup. So, uh, you know, I'd like to think um, what doesn't kill you make you stronger. So, um, yeah, leading into this group and, and the crossover group, we just like to uh, prepare to our best and be competitive on the day. And I feel that if we can play to our potential, we really can be competitive. And Bugsy, you mentioned there uh, qualifying for this. You had some very comfortable and, and big wins in that outside of the, the China game. Now, more recently, you played in the Antalya Cup over in Turkey, which was your last competitive hit out. Um, you drew one game there, won one and lost one. What, what did you learn from the boys and get out of that tournament? Yeah, look, for me, it was a fantastic uh, tournament. Um, you know, I've said it before that at this age level, they've they've missed out on a lot of international football due to the COVID uh, period where a lot of uh, tournaments and international travel was cancelled. So 
It was their first time overseas for some of these boys and definitely the first time at international level. So I think they'll derive loads of benefit out of those three matches. And um, the three opponents that we had all brought different things to the table, um, each each, uh, coming from a different continent and giving us something to think about moving forward. So I think it was an invaluable experience in the Antalya tournament. Uh, now, your squad selection uh, shows one very important name contained within it, and that is, of course, Nestori Irankunda, who's getting an awful lot of attention at the moment. Difficult to believe he is still only 17. Is this going to be his tournament? Look, uh, I spoke to Nestor yesterday. He's uh, very keen and excited to, to join the group and, and play in the tournament. So, um, you know, we all know that uh, he was with us in the qualifiers last year and did very well. Um, he actually attracted a lot of attention from the opposition in those matches, of course. And, um, of, of course, we were fully aware that Graham Arnold called him up in the senior squad uh, for the Ecuador matches in uh, the last March window, but he, albeit he didn't play. Um, but the clear message is to not only Nesta, but um, a lot of the younger players who have played above their age, if you like, in national teams, that... Um, it's good and it's important for them to get back to their own age group and and uh, strengthen the team and do our best to qualify for future tournaments, World Cups and so forth. So uh, I believe he really enjoyed himself when he was with this group back in uh, last October. And uh, by all reports, uh, he, he's looking forward to this one. So I'm actually really looking forward to having him back in camp because I haven't been able to bring him in since October due to his A-League commitments and so forth. And my discussions with Kyle Veer have been uh, very positive surrounding that. Of course, he's playing senior football and doing very well. So we haven't disturbed him uh, for any domestic camps or the Antalya t- tournament. But uh, now that uh, his A-League commitments are finished for the year, uh, he's eager to, to join the Joeys again and lead the way. Which is incredible when you think about it. I mean, he's, he's I in camp with the Socceroos. He can go all the way back to 17s, 20s, Olympic mm. team and play right through. It's it's phenomenal. You, I know, mean, the, you know his birthday, February 2006, right? was the month that Australia mm. played their first ever game in Asia against Bahrain. And I call that game. Right. And he was just being wow. bored. <laughs> How old are we? That makes you feel very old. (laughs) Bugsy, uh, looking, I mean, he's one of many good young players we've seen sort of come through the A-League in in the last year or two. Uh, And and generally, there is a feeling that the talent production line has improved over the last couple of years. I mean, have you noticed that? And and is there a reason for that? Yeah, look, I think uh, it's been good over the last few years. And, you know, I've had the privilege of not only working with this team, but also assisting with the under-20s when you've got the likes of Nectar Triantis, for example, who's playing regular A-League. And I, I think that's great to see. Um, apart from Nesta in this age group, there's also the likes of uh, Miguel De Pizzio and uh, Young Pavlovich, a goalkeeper who have been on the bench and uh, actually played. Uh, Migsy played 10 minutes or so for the Mariners in the A-League, which I think is fantastic. So um, there's definitely good progression in our development pathways and um, it's good to see this kind of talent coming through now. However, Bugsy, you did you did say in an interview last month that the lack of minutes and games for the kids was a problem generally for Australia. Is there a fix for that, in your opinion? Look, I think it's important to get that international exposure, that experience. Um, you know, money can't buy you experience. Um, but getting back to, for example, the Antalya tournament back in February, I thought that was invaluable. 
for these guys to see how different nations performed, the different uh, styles of football, different philosophies, um, different cultures that they bring to the game. Um, and I think the more international exposure we can get at youth level, then the better. Um, you know, years ago, uh, we did have obviously programs that might go abroad once or twice a year, and there could be two or three uh, programs that do that, which uh, gave young players a lot more experience abroad. But when I look at this Asian Cup now, for example, there might be a couple of players that have never even travelled overseas before, let alone played international football. So um, I just think that the more we can provide that experience to the players, the better off they will be and the better off that our football will be moving forward. Um, I, I don't exactly have the, the answers right here and now as to how to get there. But what I can say, which I uh, alluded to in that article, I think, um, um, you know, the rest of the world are investing heavily in the game, uh, particularly at junior level. So, uh, you know, we want to be, uh, we want to ensure that we're doing the same. And what about the AIS? I mean, that there's been a lot of criticism uh, with the fact that that program stopped. I mean, you attended, I attended, and it used to be mm. a natural sort of production line for the Olympic teams and mm. Socceroos. You know, have we have we replaced that as a as a talent factory in in some way? Do you think we should bring it back? We haven't replaced it for sure. Um, I think it's one of our biggest losses not having it around. Definitely. I mean, of course, we've asked uh, the A League clubs, if you like, to absorb that development pathway in their own ways, in their own academies, and they're doing a great job of that. Uh, but for me, if we could continue to have the best of the best or the, the most elite 30 or 40 footballers in the country together full-time in a full-time program, living, breathing, eating football, um, then there'll be nothing better for their development. And as you said, Broski, they, the AIS used to finish players off. I mean, it didn't it didn't really create the player per se, but what it did do was prepare players for professional football. Um, both uh, personally and professionally, they, uh, players were, for example, you know, they're, they're away from their parents, so they need to learn to stand on their own two feet a little bit, which is what they're going to have to do if they aspire to go to Europe or anywhere abroad. Um, of course, there was a huge support network around the players, which helped. Um, but the beauty of it was, um, which a lot of nations around the world have now, uh, it was a one-stop shop. Football, education, nutrition, uh, recovery, uh, psychology, the whole works was at their fingertips. Mm -hmm. And um, I just feel we're missing that little bit now. So for me, particularly looking forward to 2025 and beyond, where FIFA planning to have a under-17 World Cup every year now, and I think that's really something we have to uh, have to take consider uh, some serious consideration about. Well, Boxy, uh, those players that you've selected will get some game time at uh, the AFC Under-17 Cup in Thailand a couple of weeks' time. Uh, we wish you all the very best of luck with that. You've got to get to the semi-finals to, to reach, <clears throat> excuse me, the World Cup later on in the year. So, uh, the very best with that, and great to see you back in the country after all those years in Malaysia. Good to see you back in Oslo, mate. mate. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Look, I, I thoroughly enjoyed my experience abroad. It was a fantastic uh, experience and learning curve, but, uh, of course, I'm, I'm delighted to be back working with uh, my home nation and uh, my country of birth, and um, I'm, I'm really enjoying working with 
a highly talented group of young lads. Good on you, Bugsy. Go, go and win the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give it a shake. Thanks, mate. See you, buddy. That's uh, Brad Maloney, the head coach of the Australia Under-17 team that are off to the AFC Under-17 Cup in Thailand.